0: and welcome to episode 18 of the Sweet Spot on a Farm. So today I have Paula from Skinny Malinkis with me. Hello, Paula. How are you?
1: Good, good. Thank you. I'm so glad I got
0: you in eventually. Um, One of the reasons I really wanted to speak to you is I think that a part of a healthy lifestyle and healthy diet is definitely healthy drinking. And so I think we really need to talk about healthy drinks. Your raw juices are just absolute perfect topic. I want to kick off this with Skinny Malinkis. You started a company quite a while back. What led you to start Skinny Malinkis? How did it
1: happen? Well, basically it actually came about because I have an autoimmune condition called chronic urticaria and... Uh, I was trying a lot of different ways to treat that. I tried everything medical. The next step medically was intravenous immunosuppressants and that was with a special grant from the NHS. And when I spoke to the top four immunology consultants in Northern Ireland, they were scratching their heads saying, we just don't know why these drugs aren't working on you. So um, I decided then I didn't want to try all these drugs. I have a friend with a brain tumour who takes less drugs, and I said, you know what, forget it. Um, and I decided I was going to try and find a more holistic approach. Then I watched a show called uh, Sick, Fat and Nearly Dead, Joe Cross, and he has the same condition, and he cured it through juicing. So I thought, God, I'm going to give this a try. At the same time I had been working in a really quite stressful job and redundancies came up and I just decided you know what life's too short. My boss was an absolute demon so I decided I was gonna leave my job and do something else and I wasn't quite sure what but having watched the show I decided I was gonna give juice a go for myself and then I had a wedding in California at the same time so I went off watched the show, did my research in the States, and I came back and decided that, yeah, I was going to try and set up a juicing company for myself, because there were no high-quality juices available here, nothing was cold-pressed, and anything from a juice bar was super high in sugar and fruit, and wasn't suitable for what I wanted to do.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I had absolutely no idea yeah. that you had a condition.
1: Well yeah it's um it started in two thousand and eight when I moved to New York and just started with kind of little hives on my wrists and my ankles and then it progressively got worse to my body being covered in really big welts and swellings and I've actually had three types of urticaria and it's called chronic idiopathic sporadic urticaria. So basically it means it's completely random and uh, I've been told I'm allergic to myself. <laughs> wow. So over the last kind of 10 years, I've really been on a healing journey, I would say, that I'm still on.
0: So how are you feeling now? How did the juicing impact on it? So
1: the longest I've gone in the movie, Joe Cross goes for 30 days or 60 days, I think, um, living off juice alone. Longest I've gone is fourteen days, and after that, I find it really boring because you really miss chewing. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> it's quite uh, quite underrated chewing, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I enjoyed it while I did it, but I just couldn't see myself really doing it for thirty days. But um, what I find is the more quality juice I have in my life, the better under control my condition is. So I don't, yes, Skinny malinkys. my company does juice cleanses, but we're, we've launched a subscription service now because it's more about getting high quality juice into your everyday life. Doing a cleanse is amazing and I, I recommend that for everyone a couple of times a year. But getting juice into your everyday life is much more important.
0: So I take it, you do you do your cleanses regularly? or?
1: Yeah, I do. So we have one called Juice Till Dinner, and that's about drinking four juice during the day and having a healthy meal in the evening. But... Um, we're not very restrictive. A lot of juice companies say, drink this at 9 and drink this at 12. And really, that's just to add structure for people. It has no impact on the cleansing ability of the juice or the impact of how you do it overall. But you could start at 6 a.m., start work, and someone else could start at 10. You know, you have to make it fit your lifestyle. But what I do is I'll drink the juice during the day. But if I'm hungry, I'll have an avocado at lunchtime. I might pick up a banana. Um, if I'm really hungry, I might have some nuts. But I always take sort of first step avocado because it's the fat and protein that you're not getting in the juice. So And you do this every day? Well, if I'm day. doing a cleanse, I will do it every day. A, a couple of times a year, I'll do a juice-only cleanse but um, a lot of days or a few days a week because when I'm busy it's just easy for me to grab a juice and a banana or a juice and some nuts and what I find is if I have a carbohydrate rich meal at lunchtime that really impacts me after and I get quite lethargic and um, it you know it does impact my day more and if I was to have something like not that I ever have it, but say I had like chips or pasta at lunch, I would literally be nodding my head and closing my eyes because it's that kind of spike in the blood sugar and how that's being broken down in my gut and digestion taking up 70% of your energy, that all really impacts me. So I can perform better and do more if I stick to kind of a healthier routine during the day. I'm not saying I never eat bread or anything. Sometimes I'll have peanut butter, banana and sourdough. Um, but I try to have that earlier in the day.
0: Oh, totally. I'm right there with you with the carbs. Because yeah. I'm the same. I'm actually currently... Myself and my, well, my partner is on keto diet. I'm not far behind, but we've just given up carbs for the past four months or so. Wow. And oh my God, I, I don't think I'll do it forever, ever, but I think I'll dip in and out of it. And currently it's really working for me. I yeah I the same, like if I had a bowl of pasta, I'd be snoring in like five seconds.
1: Yeah. So sometimes if I'm going to have pasta, like my ultimate super fast meal is some fresh Pasta and some fresh pesto. Like, literally, it's less than five minutes. So if I'm going to have that, it would be, like, on an evening where I know I've done everything and maybe I come back from the gym and I'm really going to enjoy that. But I know that I can kind of loaf on the sofa for a while after and recover from it. So, Yeah. uh, yeah, like, I think... Carbs definitely have their place, um, but for me, I need to have it early in the day, lunchtime, throughout the day, I can't really have them.
0: Same here. Now, you mentioned there that you had a really stressful job and you took up a redundancy. Could I ask you, what did you do?
1: I was marketing manager for a jewellery company. Oh, wow. And they franchise um quite a big charm bracelet. Yeah, the boss there, He was go- he was only like 42 at the time but just really didn't know how to behave and didn't know how to treat people and didn't have respect for people. Like he literally would be stamping his feet and throwing his arms around, spitting with anger and going purple saying, why did you do this? You spent my money. And I'd be like, well, here's the email. You told me to spend it on this. I thought we should have done that. But he would like literally blow his top and... Before I started there, the HR manager used to cry in the toilets on a regular basis where I was like, you understand that he can't speak to you like this, this isn't normal, people don't have to accept this behaviour. So after a while, sometimes when he was in a bad mood, he'd come in like looking for me almost because he knew I would stand up to him and he'd almost try and provoke a reaction. I just thought, you know what, I'm wasting my time here. This guy doesn't know how to treat people, doesn't appreciate people. And uh, I just thought, why am I giving over my energy and my life to this person? My condition was already, my condition was quite bad at that time. It wasn't just the job. It was definitely my lifestyle as well. But I think that was adding a lot to it. So I just thought, life's too short. And... I was the only person took voluntary redundancy um. not that the package was any different but I just thought you know what, feck this.
0: <laughs> but you know what, this is really interesting because I think whether it's a job or a personal situation, stress is a massive factor when it comes to any kind of chronic condition. Definitely. And I, I don't know if you heard we were talking about it with um, April actually in, in previous episode, that um, there has been research done recently and they've discovered how stress impacts on the makeup of your microbiome
1: mm-hmm. so it
0: affects your gut and your gut in return obviously affects, affects your, your immune body. system your yeah. immune response your overall health and um, not just physical but also mental health as well so it's really inc- interesting how a life situation can
1: impact
0: your health through your gut right to your brain and really affect Everything you Yeah, on
1: definitely. I suppose from my point of view, like when my condition came about, I just moved to New York. I was working for a really big Irish whiskey company, and um, I my grandmother died like 2 weeks before I went. Um I was supposed to go in September and the visa didn't come till December. In that time, what was supposed to be a kind of summer thing was my Partner still of ten years and um, eleven years uh, it kind of got stronger, and our relationship grew more and By the time I went to go to New York, things my personal situation was different. I went there for two weeks, came home for two weeks for Christmas, went back out there again, and the job was uh, the girl who was in the job previous year hadn't actually left the company, so I wasn't really getting. Uh, the same volume of work as I should have and I started to feel really a bit down I suppose I was like I'm here this is supposed to be amazing and the job isn't living up to what it should be I really enjoyed New York but I felt if you weren't kind of drinking or shopping there wasn't much else going on I hadn't really tapped into a healthy lifestyle yet I mean I went to the gym but my job was selling whiskey and you know I definitely drank too much and ate well I did eat some of the wrong kinds of foods but the um, the food available there I really started to kind of push away from I used to go to this little organic shop around the corner and they did a really good like wholesome veg soup and they did organic burgers and Then I would sometimes cook for myself, which is kind of unheard of in New York. You know, everyone just eats out because, I mean, McDonald's will walk it up to your door. Yeah, like I think it was a combination of things. The drinking, the food I was eating there, the stress of my personal life, the job not living up to what it was. I started to feel a little bit like I wish it was a reason for me to go home. Imagine if, if I was sick or if someone else at home was sick I'd have to go back and I was thinking and like my mindset wasn't what it should be then it was quite negative and uh, after a while I eventually left and came back to Ireland it was 2007 I think so it was just like when the market was about to crash I came back in March I worked for uh, a company in Dublin and then September was the big crash and then we all lost our jobs and so my condition was just getting progressively worse and worse and because I wasn't changing my lifestyle I was eating and drinking a lot of things that were affecting it even more and I just signed a new lease with my partner and we were stuck in that for at least three months and I had no job and I was spending all my savings and yeah it was a really quite a stressful time then my partner was offered a job in Belfast to build the Titanic building and we did a pros and cons list, weighed it up and we moved here. And then I didn't really know anyone, I still couldn't get a job so there was a lot of stressful factors for quite a few years. Then I got the job um, with the jewellery company and I was there for like three years and then that stressful environment <laughs> wasn't really helping and when I was seeing the doctors about my condition. They said, would I try CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy? And I was like, hell, I'll try anything, you know. And when I was there, the guy told me that actually my coping mechanisms were really quite amazing and um, that I was just, my body was in constant stress and then all these stressful things at work and my boss were making it even worse. And I actually, I didn't find that the CBT helped my condition in any way. But God, did it help me a lot with my boss at the time, you know? So it really, it came into my life at a good time, I suppose. Then I kind of, once I started looking more into a holistic way of healing myself and looking at, okay, well, there's something out of sync. How do we get it back into sync? That's when everything kind of changed for me, really. So I was juicing loads. I was a lot healthier. I'd removed some of the stress, but then starting your own business is a whole different kind of stress so yeah like I definitely have seen an improvement since I started with the company and started my healing journey
0: I find this absolutely amazing and there are more and more people who are doing this and a lot of people who a lot of people who are healing themselves by a different natural ways are getting into the business in order to use their experience to, to help others, and I find they really need more of that. And I can't wait the day when all this becomes part of the norm. Yeah. The NHS. I, I just I I would really love it to having a problem in GP sending you to a raw tooth bar for a brisket yeah. juice, like three months juice detox or something. Yeah. You know, like wouldn't that be amazing? amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned you did your research in America. Yeah. How did you research raw juicing? How did you come to actually raw juicing and what did you find?
1: Basically, uh, my friend was getting married in, uh, in Petaluma, outside San Francisco. So we went and stayed there and I went to every juice bar I could find in California. So I was in San Francisco, Petaluma, Marin, San Diego, Vegas... LA and everywhere I went I went to see what juices they had on offer what their menus were I asked them why they had particular juices and what they did and what I really find there was that A lot of, uh, we stood outside one place called the juice shop in uh, San Francisco and it was literally the size of a telephone box and uh, they were called different things like say one was called purple haze and it had all these purple uh, fruits and veg but people were saying but what does it do, what does it do and that's what I really noticed people, they want to know the benefit of the juice like yes all these combinations can sound amazing but, but why am I choosing that combination? So that really made me think about when I name my juice that I wanted to allude to what it does. So we have carrot kick and that's carrot, apple, ginger and lime. And that does give you a little kick, it gives you a little energy burst and the ginger just gives a little heat kick. What I also find was that uh, there's a bar there, a juice bar, and they pulled their juice like a beer tap. And so when I ordered it, they just pulled it out of this tap and I was like, oh my God, my mind's blown. What are you, what are you doing? And the guy couldn't really explain it to me. He was like, oh, it's a big expensive machine and, and we get our juice brought in in big vats and it all comes out of here. And yeah, it has um, some shelf life and it's higher in nutrients. And I was like, but how? How does this work? And he couldn't really explain it. So that company we called Evolution Fresh and I started to follow them when I got back and I had some alerts set up. And finally, one day, a paper came up and it was about high pressure process, HPP. And it explained how they had the shelf life. And I, my mind was blown. I was like, yes, finally, I know what they're doing. so basically what happens with HPP is juice is, for us, cold pressed, which retains 50% more nutrients than any other type of juicing. Then it goes into a plastic bottle. It's the only downside. It has to be plastic, but we use 100% recyclable PET. But once the plastic, it's all bottled, those uh, bottles all go inside a giant vat of cold water, and that water is pressurized so, say the average car tire is thirty five psi. This goes to seventy thousand psi. Whoa. Yeah, so that's equivalent of going twenty miles under the sea if you could go that far in terms of atmospheric pressure. So that pressure disables any microbes that could cause spoilage, but it keeps all the nutrients intact because it's a completely cold process. So for us, that gives as long as the juice is kept chilled, That gives us 45-day shelf life. But that means that all those nutrients are locked in. That's why a lot of people think just cold press is better because um, they know it's higher nutrient. But it's the cold press coupled with the HPP process that makes it shelf-stable and gives all those super high-level nutrients. For example, our carrot kick has 285% of your daily vitamin A You can't get that out of a a juice bar, carrot juice, because they use a centrifugal juicer which spins really quickly and that starts to heat the juice and it splits straight away. So you'll notice if you buy a juice on a juice bar, it's got a load of foam on the top and then the juice splits really quickly and that's the start of the decomposition of the juice. So for me, once I find out about all this, I was like, oh my God, we have to do it. So I started out with a regular centrifugal juicer like all the Jamba Juice have in the the US or any juice company will have here. And as soon as I got enough money, I bought a cold press juicer. And then once I found out about Evolution Fresh and how they did it, I started doing my research and I found out there was a HPP facility here in Belfast. So then I started to do HPP. So that was like game changing for us.
0: Wow. <laughs> what what a chance. Like Yeah. yeah.
1: So right I so there's one here in uh, Belfast and there's one there's a big facility in Dublin and that's where we do all our HPP now because the Belfast facility is too small. Wow,
0: my mind's blown. So basically what you're doing on a big scale offering people very quick and easy way to just grab a bottle in a shop and have it handy exactly
1: so the whole ethos of the company for me is to be genuinely healthy because there's a lot of companies out there where you can pick up a green juice and a lot of other companies use the same process um but if you read the label it's like 97 percent apple two percent cucumber one percent kale
0: yeah
1: and that's just an apple juice to me. If I want an apple juice, I'll buy a frickin' apple juice, you know? Exactly. So the whole ethos for me was that it had to be genuinely healthy. So our juices range from 40 to 70% veggies. We pack in the veggies first and then sweeten with low-sugar fruits. And one of the key aspects of that for us is we use a Bramley apple. It's much lower in sugar and super high in phenols, which are like an anti-cancerous antioxidant. So that gives us a, a different flavor profile to anything else on the market, gives it a sharper profile, but it really gives you a feeling of healthiness when you drink it because it's not overloaded with sugar, but they still taste great.
0: I love this. I absolutely love this. And this is, I'm glad you mentioned the apple juice thing. It really annoys me because when you go to a shop and you're looking to buy an I can't take sugar, I'm really really bad with fruit, um, I'm really bad with carbs, And but fruit is fruit and sugar in general, it's it's a big bad thing for me, I just can't take sugar. So when I travel and I want something quick and healthy, just a pick-me-up nutrient thing and you go and look for a vegetable juice. There are bottles and bottles that tell you it's a vegetable juice, but the first frigging ingredient on the list is bloody apple. Apple. And if it's not apple, it's orange. And I'm just thinking, how do you call this vegetable
1: juice when 80 to 90% of the frigging juice is fruit? Well, we made the decision actually to not put any orange juice in our juices at all. Now that we've scaled up a little bit and I don't have to peel the carrots and juice everything myself anymore, we've been working with a partner manufacturer and they were like, yeah, put in orange juice, it's cheaper, it's cheaper, it's cheaper. And for me, the margins that we make on our juice is a lot less than all the big companies out there because we're taking a stand. We're refusing to use cheap orange juice sugary fillers It's got to be packed with quality ingredients like our digestive aid, The first ingredient is cucumber, second is apple, then we have, it's a Bramley apple, then uh, we have 20% fennel, and you've got to have that high level. Fennel is expensive, but it is so good for de-bloating and deflating the gut and just soothing the whole digestive system. There's no point for me putting 2% fennel in a drink, like... You know who's that benefiting I actually picked up a shot in a in a well-known supermarket the other day and uh, they, they called it a turmeric shot and I looked on the back and it had 0.2 percent turmeric like what? yeah hot. How is that even allowed to be called that?
0: That's, that's, that's what I mean. I mean it's yeah. Because
1: this happens all the
0: time. You pick up something, it's called something. And, and, and people are still not used to really reading ingredients. Yeah. So they don't realize. But you're actually not buying what you think you're buying a lot of the time.
1: Oh, totally. Like, uh, there's a, a smoothie company out there. Um, it's, like, pretty big, owned by PepsiCo. And I was at an event and they sponsored it. And a girl came over to my stand and she was like, yeah, I've, I've drank three of those today already. I feel like I'm doing great, but, um, I, I just feel a bit weird. And I was like, have you read the sugar content? Because some of them have like 40 grams of sugar per hundred mils. And these things are 500 mils, you know? So she had no idea. She thought, cause it was a green smoothie and it was called like green machine or something. She said, she just assumed it was healthy and, I think it's really unfair for the consumer these days so what we've done is put on um we've two dots on the side of our juice and one says it's high in our top three nutrients that we list so vitamin c potassium manganese whatever it is in that particular juice but one the top three that we list are over 25 percent of your daily recommended intake so there are different laws around What you can say is high in vitamin C or source of vitamin C. But for us, we're way above all the levels to even indicate those. So we put those on the side of every bottle. And also let people know that our 250 ml juice is two of your five a day. And most companies can't get that. And it's because we use high amounts of veg and fruit In high enough quantities to reach those minimum two of your five a day indicators. You actually in a drink can't legally say that there's any more. So even if there is, you can't list it. But uh, yeah, we know that ours are genuinely healthy and all of them are less than 100 calories, uh, most less than 75. But it's uh, I don't really care about calories anymore since I've learned (laughs) um, about it's about the quality of the food not the actual calorie count but uh, yeah we're really trying to be completely transparent on our labeling and show people that we are genuinely healthy
0: i absolutely love this how did you come up with all these recipes so when you did all the research how did you come up with recipes for your four juices and why those four what was your motivation for each of them
1: well, so when I looked at a lot of other juice companies, I wanted to see what was an offer and generally everyone has some type of carrot juice or orange colored juice, some sort of beet base and some sort of green juices. So for me, with the Digestivate, I really wanted it to have some active ingredients that when people are doing a cleanse or even just picking up something on the go, that it It felt good once you drank it, so um, I did a lot of research around fennel and uh, what it could do for the body and so I wanted to have one that was strong in fennel. Um, Now fennel can be a bit of a marmite for people, they either love it or hate it, but actually what I've seen is the response is most people love it and a lot actually haven't really tried it in a drink. And they love it. So the motivation for that one was really something that was targeted at the digestive system um, and could do some good. Then... With the carrot, I really wanted something, it's very high in vitamin C, and I wanted a juice that was more immune-boosting, I suppose. So that's why we went for the, the ginger and the lime in there as well as the Bramley apple, because I wanted something that was super high in vitamin C and had a bit of a kick so that you feel it's doing you good again, but it was more targeted, so aid is all about the digestive system. Carrot Kick is more about immunity and giving yourself a little kick. Then we have our Beet Boost and Beet is very good for increasing stamina. It's good for blood cleansing. It's high in manganese, which um, supports muscle function. I wanted to do something that, that could kind of help with sports. Also that one it has some pineapple juice in it. So it's slightly sweeter than the other juices. And again, that lends itself to being a natural sports drink. All of our juice are super high in natural electrolytes as well, really high in potassium. So a really good pre and post workout. But the beat boost is really more targeted at getting that little extra boost when you're kind of working out and you need an extra kick. But do you drink it before or after? You can drink it either. Just depends on, you know, what's good for you. I actually, it depends on a workout for me. If I drink too much before I do a workout, if I have to do hill climbers, Don't know if you know what they are, but they're these hellish things where you have to be on your hands and knees on the floor and then, like, run, basically, so your knees are coming really high up under you, and that really jostles around whatever's in my stomach, and, uh, yeah, I can, like, hear the liquid slopping around, so for me, I'm better to drink after, (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's all just personal preference. And then the lean green. Every kind of juice company has a version of a green, whatever they call it. Um, So I just wanted something that was, like, packed full of veggies. So in that one, we've got uh, cucumber, parsley, kale, pear, Bramley apple, and lime. We used to have courgette in all our juices, but they actually fluctuate in price so much that it just wasn't feasible to keep them in because there's a break in the growing period every year like january february look like this year you'll notice they like disappear from the shelves yeah. and then suddenly you can only buy them in impact in plastic packages and they're extortionate so that was really impacting the price of the juice so we took that out yes yeah, so we've got arlene green has um lots of green veggies in there but again it's got the Bramley apple to keep it sharp and add a little sweetness. And then pear is actually quite low sugar and it's very good for balancing blood sugar. Um, so that's our two kind of sweeteners. My favorite is, is the first, is the fennel one. Yeah. It's the one, I
0: love it. I started putting fennel in my smoothies um, a couple of years ago and that was like a revelation.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Me. Oh yeah, I just like, like fennel. Great. It's an awesome vegetable talking about nutrition so obviously your juices are
1: super high in nutrients it's basically like liquid multivitamin pretty much yeah like sometimes i'll get requests from clients and say oh i don't like beetroot can you substitute it or i don't like green juice can i can i have all beet because they know that the beet's slightly sweeter and of course we're going to give our customers what they want but i always really try to emphasize to them that you know The reason you're getting these four flavors is to get a range of vitamins and minerals. And what we find is lots of people who don't like beetroot like the beet boost. Lots of people who don't like carrot like the carrot kick, which I just think is great. But uh, I also have a friend who he, he doesn't like fruit, loves veg, doesn't like fruit. And he started drinking the juice and especially loves the carrot kick. So I think a lot of it is down to people's perception of what something is gonna taste like and uh what we find is i just anything i sample at i'm like just try it what's the worst could happen if you really hate it spit it back in the cup and to date no one has spat it back yet (laughs) so yeah i think it's about people have a perception of how something's going to taste and there's a a supermarket that are doing a green juice at the minute but it's pasteurized and they've got kale and broccoli and apple and a few other things in it if you taste it It's literally like soup because it's cooked when it's pasteurized. Mm -hmm. So it tastes, it doesn't taste nice. It tastes like, to me, it tastes like baby food that's being pasteurized within an inch of its life, you know?
0: So basically, your packed juice is a very handy equivalent to freshly juicing in the morning and drinking it straight away
1: yeah and that's kind of key drinking it straight away so most people have a home juicer have a centrifugal it's quick and um you know it's usually very easy to clean but that juice can't be kept you've got to drink it straight away you can get away with a few hours you know you can maybe do six hours if it's super tight your vessel that you're pouring it in is filled all the way up to the top with no air and you keep it in the dark and in the fridge but those type of juicers they just don't hold the nutrients because they get heated when you're juicing then there's another one a masticating juicer Mm -hmm. looks more like a screwdriver that's what i have at home for an r and i use it for r and d i never juice myself anymore i just drink my own juices (laughs) yeah with that you can it does hold the nutrients a bit longer but it's again you need to drink it pretty much there and then so a lot of people think they can do a juice cleanse at home and they have a centrifugal juicer and they juice it all up and they put it in the fridge for three days in like a jug and I'm like oh my god you're just drinking sugar water really because the nutrients are all dying off so it's really important that it's cold press retains it a lot longer without any treatment a cold press juice can last two to three days but day two you are losing nutrients but um It's definitely retaining way more than your other two types of juicer.
0: The fresher, the better. It's it's the same with if somebody has a garden and you pick your herbs, the sooner you use them, the more nutrient content. Exactly. It's like with and we talked about this with Barbara, who has a wild garden, and she was saying exactly. You know, if you do wild salad, if you eat it within fifteen minutes of you picking it, that's when you get the most nutrient content in your. Oh yeah, for sure. a lot of people with gardens, they just pick their herbs and then chuck them in the fridge and store them in the fridge, and you still get the nutrients, but
1: obviously much lower not quantities. As much. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's it's amazing. I mean, I've had my my blender for years now, and I've been doing this with smoothies. I make the smoothie in the morning, fresh, and I drink it like as soon as I make it. Yeah, five minutes, it's in my belly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't stay standing around. It just gets right in.
1: The um, only way really to yeah. do it, and it's something we're looking at a green smoothie at the minute. We don't want to do a full fruit base. We want to have avocado in there, which is really quite expensive. So we're yeah. working on it to try and make it work. But we would like to add a smoothie to our range. But again, a healthy smoothie, you know, not a banana, pineapple, strawberry, packed sugar bomb.
0: <laughs> I have this routine whenever I fly to Prague to visit my family. They've started doing juice and smoothie bars and they have one um, at the airport. And every time I go in... I fly in and after the flight I'm dying to get some fresh green Yeah. Me. So I go in and, and I pick they they have a custom so you can make up your own ingredient list oh, great. and they just yeah. pay pay per ingredient. And every time I go in the only fruit that's in mine is either Lemon or lime. Yeah. You guys, look at me like you're a weirdo. Like, yeah. And I always get asked, "Do you want at least apple in it, or pineapple, or orange, or?" They always yeah, always can't just push believe the fruit it. And I'm like,
1: no. no yeah.
0: Just give me cucumber and celery and lemon or lime and mint, yeah. parsley, and I'm happy. Like I celery
1: is else. so good. We had to actually remove it because it's a a known allergen. Yeah. And now where we produce our juice, um, it's an allergen free facility. But, uh, yeah, for anyone, like, juicing at home, I always recommend put celery in because it kind of seasons your juice because it's naturally high in salt and it really helps bring out the flavors of other fruits and veg in there.
0: Do you know, I thought I would hate it, but I really, really love it. I actually had to get celery out of my diet because of low FODMAP. I've been rebalancing my gut. But now um, I've been working with April to get my gut back on track and start reintroducing Yeah, April's amazing. So and um, she recommended drink celery juice. Even though I can't take the celery, but the likelihood is it's the fiber causing the fiber, yeah. problem. So I've been I don't have a juicer yet. So I've been blending it in, in my blender and then straining it through muslin cloth. Oh yeah! But I love it. The juice is so awesome, and it's yeah, I've been doing it for about a week now, and I feel the difference. Like my skin's a lot clearer. I don't actually, I feel like I don't need to take digestive enzymes anymore. Very I just good. It's awesome and I love the taste of it. As yeah, well. me too. And you're going to cut it off there. This has become a bit of a habit, but when you get a guest who has so much to say, the podcast becomes a lot longer than the attention span of an average busy person these days. So let's call it a day and resume next time. We won't leave you with how the recipe though. Paula has given us two, well actually three, and you'll hear them all in the next part of this interview, but she has also sent me through the exact measurements for everything, so today I'm going to share the first one with you, which is her quick Thai green curry. What you need is butternut squash, but if you want this curry on the table in less than 12 minutes, leave out the butternut squash. You'll need a courgette, a pepper, any color, a handful of frozen peas, some spring onions, small can of coconut milk, one to two tablespoons of curry paste. Now this has to be a good quality curry paste and Paula recommends May Ploy green curry paste. She says you can get it in a good Asian store. She also loves the Panang paste from the same brand but if you cannot get Get this brand, I can highly recommend a brand called Thai Gold. Any of their range, I've tried them all and they really do taste like homemade from scratch. And I know because 90% of the time I make my own paste. You'll also need 75 grams of rice per person, that is, if you can take carbs. If not, then make veggie noodles. You'll need fresh coriander, a lime, you can use tofu to bulk it up as a substitute for the squash or in addition to squash um, as an extra protein. And if you're not vegan, you may want to use some fish sauce and you can add prawns or chicken. If you are vegan, I can highly recommend using coconut aminos in place of the fish sauce. But beware that the cheaper kinds always contain sugar, so make sure that you get the more expensive one. I can highly recommend Coconut Secret brand, and I can assure you they did not pay me to say that. So once you have all the ingredients, you soak the rice in cold water for about 5 minutes if you're using it. Peel the squash, scoop out the seeds and chop it into small cubes so that it cooks quickly. Heat ideally a heavy based pan and add one to two teaspoons of coconut oil or olive oil. When the oil is hot, add the butternut squash as this will take the longest to cook and cook it for five to ten minutes. Drain and rinse the rice in cold water, then put it in a pan of boiling water. Tip measure your rice in a mug before you soak and that way you will know how to eye up about one to one and a half times the boiling water to add. Cook it as per instructions. And don't forget to reduce cook time by a few minutes if you have soaked it first. Do not ever be tempted to touch or stir the rice. Just bring it to the boil, then turn down to simmer right away and leave it alone. Once cooking time is up, remove from heat to steam for the final few minutes to get fluffy delicious rice. Chop the vegetables into sizes and shapes you like and add them to the pan and cook for 2-3 to minutes. Then remove all the veggies from the heat and place in a bowl. Add a little more oil to the pan and then add 1-2 to two tablespoons of the curry paste to the hot oil. Using a wooden spoon, stir the paste around for about 1-2 to two minutes. If you are using raw meat or tofu, it's the time to add it in and cook through. But hold off if you're using prawns. Then add the veggies back in and stir through, coating them in all the paste. Shake your can of coconut milk thoroughly. One tip that Paula suggested is run it under warm water and shake vigorously because coconut milk and cream separate when they're cold. Pour it over the veggies and simmer for about 5 minutes. Add in a small handful of frozen peas and if you're using raw prawns, add them in now. If you're using pre-cooked prawns, wait another minute as they just need to be heated by the sauce. Once ready, place rice into bowls, use a large spoon to add curry sauce and to finish, splash over fish sauce or coconut aminos, which is naturally salty so you don't need to season. Squeeze fresh lime over everything and sprinkle with freshly chopped coriander. And that's it. I have to admit, it sounds pretty delicious and in fact, I can't wait to try this. If you like the sound of Paula's juices, be sure to pop into Avoca in Belfast City Centre or Titanic Quarter Spa to grab a bottle and give it a taste. Or you can have a nosy at her website, SkinnyMalinkis.com, that's dot com to learn more about the juices and to buy a pack. In fact, Paula has been so generous that she even gives you a discount, so for our listeners and sweet spot followers, Paula has set up a discount code to get 20% off Skinny Malinkis raw juice. Just visit her website and type in sweetspot20, all lowercase, at the checkout. You have one year to avail of this offer and you have a single use for Skinny Malinkis non-sale items. And that's it for this episode. Remember, you can find and download all our shared recipes from our public group page on Facebook. Just go to the file section and download the PDF of any recipe you like. Or simply find the sweet spot on a farm on Instagram and grab the recipes there. Have a great couple of weeks. Drink some good quality raw juice and stay healthy. Until next time. Bye. As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from the Sweet Spot. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening.